0: Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Happy New Year, and we're so excited that you're joining us for another episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast.
1: Happy New Year, and we pray this is going to be a very exciting new year in your uh, spiritual walk and in your marriage.
0: Well, if you have been looking at the news or listening to the radio recently, you've probably been inundated over the past week with people talking about the new year and talking about the top 10 list of events that happened over the past year, and we just wanted to um, share with you some ideas for how you can kind of go into the new year evaluating where you're at spiritually spiritually. And being um, purposeful about moving forward this year, not just in a um, attitude of complaining, like thinking that God hasn't answered your prayer and you haven't received your miracle yet, or you're still waiting on X, Y, or Z, but going forward with an attitude of gratitude, really, and sharing with others um, where God has brought you and what he's been doing in your life. The big
1: question is, is your standing and praying for marriage restoration a secret? Does everybody in your, uh, in your family or does everybody, uh, in your, uh, friends and co workers at work know that you are praying for your marriage to be all that God wants it to be? And if you have marriage problems, separated or divorced, or they're in a non covenant marriage, you still have to speak faith, and hope of what you're doing and believing God is going to be doing in your heart and your family's life and your husband and wife's heart and lives. You're praying for miracles from God. And if um, you talk about it, uh, they might even start praying for you also. So I'm encouraging that you would not hide what you're doing, but that you will have that to be something of of a you're proud you're doing it, and that you're um, excited that any day, like Bob, can come home suddenly.
0: And it's recognizing that you have a testimony. Um, So often we'll hear from people who say, I don't have a testimony to share yet. And that is just a lie, because you have a testimony. First of all, if you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you have a testimony of how he's transformed your life. And every day as believers, we should be um, being conformed into the image of Christ, so every day we have a testimony about things that God has done in our lives that we need to be sharing with other people, and that you um need to be reflecting on the things that God has done um it 's really just reminding yourself that this is god 's story it 's not just about you it 's not about you thinking that you don't have enough to share yet. But along the way, there's definitely things to share. This is God's story of what he's doing in your life. And if we truly believe and trust him, then we believe that he doesn't make a mistake. So there's been no mistake on the part of God in the timing of what's happened or what has not happened yet. But it's really just trusting him for where he has you right now.
1: And I'll just share in advance that the Saturday testimonies, several of them have testified and shared how God has provided for them through the Christmas holidays and through the Christmas season in ways that are amazing. So God is right there with you, and he is your provider, and he is your strength and hope, and, and, and he wants you to have faith and believe in him every day for everything.
0: Right. Let me share a scripture, 1 Peter 3, verses 15 and 16. It says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander." And that's such an important verse to remember that we need to be prepared to always give an answer. If people are watching your stand and watching the spiritual journey God has you on right now, you need to be prepared to give an answer to those people as to what God's doing in your life. And so it's something that we want to just encourage you to be more purposeful about as we go into the new year, Um, just Thinking ahead about what God's doing and how you can be sharing um, with others.
1: You know when I was standing, I was uh, working at, at a doctor's a large doctor group, and I was telling everybody about the badness of Bob when he left home and was having a, a relationship that was we were not divorced even yet at that time. And, and then God spoke to me, and then God called me to be praying for Bob's uh, heart to be uh, transformed and for him to uh, realize divorce is not the answer, and, and either as any other person in his life. He was married till death do us part. And once I understood what God's word says and not give up on what Bob was doing, not looking at the circumstances but believing what God's plan and purpose is for uh, you and for your marriage and for our marriage, then all of a sudden I had to go back and say to everybody, I am so sorry that I had just looked at the badness of Bob but I didn't look at the power of our Lord God Almighty and that he can do anything. God can touch and change and move mountains and melt mountains like wax, as it says in the Bible. So I just want to encourage you, what are you speaking? What are you saying? How are you living?
0: It's definitely easy for people to talk more about the bad things than the good things. So that's what we're trying to encourage you is to Don't just share what the bad things are that are happening. You know, when your car breaks down, you want to tell 10 people about it. But when you made it to work safely with all green lights, did you tell anybody about that? It's just changing your attitude to really be looking for God at work around you.
1: Psalm 77, verses 11 and 12 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. And my suggestion is, the Lord has been in your life, either you recently have come to know the Lord due to your separation or divorce, or you have been a Christian and you have now had your life turned upside down. I want to ask you, do you journal And if you've been journaling, you can go back and see where the Lord has taken you through paying bills or helping one of your family members get healed or a grandparent or a father and mother. There are so many stories that we have had of God intervening in our life, but we may not write them down or journal them, and I suggest you do, so that you can go back and remember and thank the Lord, but you can also encourage others when they go through circumstances similar to yours.
0: Another thing I just heard somebody share was not just journaling, but writing once a week on a slip of paper um, a blessing or an answer to prayer they saw that week and then putting it in a jar. And at the end of the year, you can go back and read the dates and what, what miracles you saw or the blessings that you saw just to remind yourself the things that God had done you know, through the year before. Definitely.
1: And I go back and I look at my journal back how many years it is, but I re- go back and remember how the Lord just did miracles, and Bob was saying he was never, never coming home. And I, if I ever heard that once, I heard it a hundred times, maybe a thousand times. But he was wanted to keep saying that over and over, that um, I would never get hope that I would never believe what the Lord was saying to me. So finally, I had to remember what Bob was blinded and deceived. So what he's speaking is not of the Lord, but what the Lord was telling me was his plan and purpose.
0: And you were reminded of that through your journaling, right?
1: Oh, journaling for certain. I love to journal, and I think if you have
0: never done it, this would be an excellent time to start. And keep in mind that nobody can argue with your story. You know, people, especially unbelievers or people that you're related to that don't know Christ, they might try to discount the Bible. They might try to argue that, you know, God isn't real or that they don't believe certain things of the Bible. Um, But you know God and you know what he's done in your life. And nobody can take away your story and your testimony And so the more you share with others and are reminded of those things, even in your own life, it helps to strengthen your faith because you're not just looking at what you don't have, but you're constantly seeing a reminder of the things that you do have and the blessings God's provided for you.
1: I was at work, and I had a large office. And when they would come into my office as I was the administrator, And they had all their issues that they were um, upset about. I would shut the door, and I said, let me pray a short prayer for you. And let's just pray that God will intervene for you. Even though they were not a believer, they were willing. They needed help.
0: Right. And they because they see what you're going through or the faith that you have in whatever situation you're facing, then you can become a trusted resource for those around you.
1: You're a living example. Right of what what looks impossible, God gets the glory and
0: honor afterwards of that he does do it. Right, and that's also important in a church. Um, in a church, you know, it seems like everybody wants to appear like they have everything all together. Like, you know, there's nobody else in the church going through this. There's no one else in the church that's struggling with that. And that's just not true. And we need to really... Um be people that help create transparency in a church so that we can let others know, yes, maybe we are hitting a stumbling block in our marriage, or maybe our family is going through you know a prodigal child right now, whatever it is you're facing, but through you being transparent about what you're facing, you're helping other people that might be walking through the similar journey, and um you know, it just creates a place where there can be authenticity. And relationships can grow.
1: And also, if your church has life groups or they have um, Bible study groups, you need to join something where that you just don't go to church and get, walk right out of it. Or if you have Bible study classes at church now again, that would be an excellent uh, time if they say, do you have a special prayer request? That you will be honest and, and say, uh, pray for our finances. Or my husband is unemployed right now. Um, you be honest so that other people can remember to pray for you that week. And that
0: takes humility.
1: Yes, it does. But you know what? That is going to have you be real and not wear a mask to church. How many times are you wearing a mask to church or a mask at work? And if you can be real and, and then be able to share and help encourage others that are going through uh, difficult situations. God will get the honor and glory in the
0: future. Right. In Philippians, Paul shared in Philippians chapter 1 what he had been through and how God used it to advance the gospel. And Philippians uh, chapter 1 verse 2 says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. And that's what we're talking about. What is happening to you is not happening in vain. It will serve a purpose to advance the gospel of Christ. And you're the tool that that God gets to use right now. So you need to be willing to share with others. And there's a fine line. It's not telling every person all of the gory details of your life. Definitely, we've said it before, there needs to be maybe one or two prayer partners that know more intimate details of what's happening if God has you know, allowed you to share with that person. But we're talking about from a... 3,000-foot level, letting people know how they can help you. You know, Just being transparent to say, we're going through some things. You can pray for us. Or I went through some things, and here's what God did for us. You don't have to get into the nitty-gritty details with, with people.
1: And look at what I did. I divorced Bob. I gave up on God. I, I listened to people. I listened to counselors and pastors. And they said, Bob, look at what Bob's been doing. He is. It's it's impossible. What's going to happen, uh, that? He will change, or children should not be exposed to this. And I gave up on on God. I literally listened to man, and God was had spoken to me is to forgive him. And he, they, every time that that was going on, I was reading my Bible. The word forgiveness was was just keep reminding me to forgive. Even though while he's walking in this sin, pray for the Lord to speak to him.
0: The most important thing is to find the way that you feel comfortable reminding yourself, like that scripture that we read earlier, of what God is doing. And just being reflective is one thing that's so important to do. And slowing down, we offer the monthly scripture journaling And for the month of January, we're doing the word meditating and meditating on God. So all the scriptures are about meditating on God, which is slowing down and really looking at God and what he's doing. And if our goal for 2023 is to be people who slow down and look at the way we see God answering prayers around us and the way God's protecting us, then we're going to be people that have greater faith and more faith in what God can do. Um, you know, you might go to work today and come home from work and think, well, I didn't see God answer any prayers. My spouse didn't come home today, so nothing happened. And that is just such a wrong attitude that that does nothing except glorify the enemy when you have an attitude like that. Instead, did God protect you from an accident on the way to work today? Did you get a bonus at work? Did something happen with your children where you can say, look at what God did. He answered the prayer. And I mean, we um, would pray as kids for things like as random as like a front parking spot because somebody was sick and didn't want to walk too far. And and my mom would say, we're going to pray that we can find a front parking spot. And we would circle the parking lot and then find a front parking spot. Just be people that look for God around you, not people that are looking for what God's not doing. And I'm afraid that we fall into that trap too easily of listing the things God didn't do. He hasn't answered this prayer and this hasn't happened. And I haven't seen that big, you know, $10 million check hit my bank account yet. But instead, did God provide a meal for you? I know um, years ago we were going through a financial struggle when my husband was leaving the real estate business And somebody at church came up and handed us a box of Valentine's Day cards. Now, we had four little kids at the time, so Valentine's Day was approaching. I would need to go out and buy Valentine's cards for them to get for their class. And at the time, it was like, well, that was definitely going to be a splurge at that season of life. And a woman at church who was in her 60s had no business having Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day cards, but handed me a box of cards with like a NASCAR driver on it, and said, do you think you could use these for one of your kids? And it would have been exactly what my son would have picked out in the store. And that little $4 box of cards was just such a blessing, a reminder to me that God sees what we're going through in, in, the, in the big things and in the little things. And so look for ways you can see him in the little things of your life.
1: I encourage you that you may not have started uh, scriptural journaling regularly, and maybe you think that's not... Um, It's not fruitful for you, but I can only encourage you that this beginning of January to start it for one month and see how the Lord will use it for you to grow in the Lord because these scriptures are powerful and they will bless you and you write them down in a journal book and just do it once or do it twice, however God wants you to do it. But I think it will change your spiritual walk and encourage you to keep thinking on the word instead of on your problems
0: yeah let me share one testimony somebody um sent in about the scripture journaling and it's not that we're picking you know the top 30 bible verses that are in the bible there that's not the way it is but it's just um god slowing you down to look at his word more closely Um, It really does seem to resonate with people. One um, person shared with us a testimony and said, I thank God for this ministry, and I love doing the scripture journaling every month. It helps me to stay closer and focused on the Lord and not my problems. And that's what we're talking about, is just shifting your focus of not looking at what you don't have or what God hasn't provided for you, but really being purposeful in 2023, at looking at the ways he is answering prayer in your life day after day and that might be as simple as a text from your prodigal or it might be something as big as your prodigal walking through that door to come home but there's so much to be thankful for and you know um you mentioned earlier the Saturday testimonies once a week for those of you that don't read the devotionals we do a Saturday testimony and so each weekend It's just um, a few of the testimonies that people have written in to share with us through the week. And let me warn you now that you're not going to see restored marriage after restored marriage after restored marriage there. You will see testimonies of restored marriages, but you will also see testimonies of people just praising the Lord for the way God has moved in their spiritual life, Um, praising the Lord for the way he has answered prayers that they've had over illnesses, Financial situations, um, blessings that he's given them. And just like that verse that you read earlier from Psalm 77 said, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will remember your miracles of long ago. That verse doesn't say, I will remember your big deeds. I'll remember your large miracles, but it's everything that God does. And so I want to encourage you and just challenge you to, you know, hop on our website, go to rejoiceministries.org. And submit a testimony and just share with others what God's doing in your spiritual life. Share with others what God's doing in your family and the way you've seen him strengthen your faith and strengthen the faith of your family because of this journey that you're going through.
1: Someone was, as in the Saturday testimonies, uh, had to get uh, a tire replaced because it was flat. And then the gentleman said, I see that your other tire is bad. And we're going to give this one to you free. And so she here, she was not even knowing she had a problem and the Lord worked it out totally for his glory. You will see uh, in the coming up Saturday testimonies of a couple that is written to say, we have a restored marriage. Don't give up. And that was just such a huge praise that people are still reading the Saturday testimonies that are married praying for you all. And that is what we want. We want uh, the people to get restored marriages, to stay involved and pray for all the things of all what you're going through. Everybody thought I was crazy praying for Bob to come home. You may not have cheerleaders on your team, But when God tells you to do things and you follow and listen to his voice and as he gives you special scriptures that will just seem to leap off the page, you want to do what God wants you to do. And he has a plan and purpose far greater than you or any of your family or friends can ever imagine.
0: Right. So so if you feel like you're listening to this and you don't have people to share that testimony with, Just keep being faithful day after day because God will provide those people that need to hear it. And it might be somebody that is just quietly watching you live out this journey and live out what you're going through right now. And later on, months, years down the road, you'll be able to be a blessing to them. Without a doubt, without a doubt.
1: And when I was going through marriage problems, I never would dream that I would be doing this. You know, 30 years later, God had a plan and a purpose that was far greater than we can imagine. And He's going to use you as a living witness of in the future of what you can help others with with your marriage
0: problems. Right. So think about some of the ideas we shared. Think about how God wants to use you to share your testimony with others and how He's wanting you right now to you know, recall your testimony, whether that's the journaling, whether it's keeping it in the notes app on your phone or doing the slips of paper and keeping it in a jar, whatever the method is you use, just we want to encourage you to pick a way to um, reflect on what God is doing in your life as we start the new year. And it'll be a blessing to go back and look at those and to just be encouraged to see how your faith has grown um, through the process of really thanking God for what he's done in your life. And be aware
1: of other people uh, in your um, circle of family and friends if they are hurting, if they have got something going on, and become a prayer warrior for them. And you don't—you may want to tell them or you may just pray for them just knowing that you see things going on and, and let the Lord use you daily for many different people.
0: Right. Okay, so we challenged you. So now hop on over to our website at rejoiceministries.org. And click on Submit a Testimony, and we want to hear right now what God did in your life this week.
1: May you have a blessed new year. If we can help you
0: in any way, we invite
1: you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.